so this is this is Carbonite Bounty BS, a Mandalorian podcast, a podcast where we talk about the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. I'm Scott. Sam. Tony. And Ken and Tony like to say their names at the same time, but you can see them below. Welcome everybody to our show. Uh, since we let. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, Sam guys. Has I'm back. From his uh, trip and and, and and Scott did not pay me, so that's why. Like, <laughs> you know, his going rate's pretty cheap, and that is why uh, we make Ken. I'm sorry, we make Sam do all of the promo stuff. So Sam, why don't you tell them where they can find us? All right. So make sure that you guys are going to nerdcyclopedia.com, where all the links are and all our great articles and you know different material on nerd stuff. Make sure that you're following us on social media at Nerdcyclopedia on Facebook, Instagram, um, Facebook, Instagram. What is it? Uh, Twitter. Yeah, that was, Twitter. That's the, you know, the other big one and everything. Make sure that you guys are leaving us some feedback at nurse at Nerdcyclopedia.com. And, you know, just make sure that you're also subscribing. Hit that subscribe button. And also click on the um, ring so you can get notifications. Absolutely, absolutely. And remember, we will be bringing you live this Sunday. We'll be talking about Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode Nine. So definitely stop by to check it out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, jumping in here, first thoughts on the episode. You know, I have been a fan of uh, the comedian Bill Burr for a long time. And so it was exciting for me to see him in the Star Wars universe uh, as Mayfield, the uh, ex-imperial ex-imperial sharpshooter. I really enjoyed seeing him because he's really funny. Uh, he's an acerbic Boston comedian. He's been in The Heat and uh, and um, Breaking Bad, uh, a couple other things. Uh, really, really neat to see him in Star Wars. Although he has previously uh, expressed a hatred of all things Star Wars. Uh, so, uh, oh, yeah, geez. yeah, yeah, this is, wow. it's old, old, okay. old, old, old news. This is like, he's like, I just, <laughs> oh, wait, way back yeah, and everything. Like, I just, and I just come full circle when he needs a job. <laughs> yeah. huh? okay. yeah, he's always honest about that. He's open about that. Uh, so really, really great to see that. I liked, uh, the sarcasm, that sort of acerbic, more adult humor. I like seeing that in star Wars. So, uh, really, really neat, uh, in my opinion to see that. Um, and we got a nice diverse sort of heist cast here, uh, it feels like it's the season of the heist on TV. Uh, you can see over my, my shoulder here, I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. Uh, so they did a heist episode this season. Really, really cool. So it's always nice. And, you know, I talk about Western tropes on this show. It's like my uh, my angle because we all have an angle. Uh, and so it was nice to see a train robbery come out of nowhere, right? They even called it a train. Did they call it a train at some point? They're like, it's a penal train. Which... Should, yeah. should sound much that sounds dirtier than it is <laughs> it's one of those words it's not dirty but sounds really dirty like like a mucklock you know uh so that's what i thought about the episode uh sam what is uh what are your thoughts on the episode this week i thought it was a really good episode um you know uh you, you got mando teaming up with more than just one person yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> so he had like a little crew you know that he was um you know going on a heist with and everything mm -hmm. to um to retrieve um so i, I love his interaction and then the the subsequent betrayal of like the um you know his his crew members and then of course mando's gonna get out of it but the best thing i think i really liked about the episode was like the action scenes you know um um of him of course and you know who he had to um in the crew that he had to fight so i thought that was pretty good Awesome, awesome, awesome. Ken, what did you think about this week's episode? Uh, I agree with Sam. Great episode. Uh, just to piggyback on what he was saying, uh, different uh, di 
we got a different look on, on Mando. We see now how he worked in a group and uh, how the group actually depended on him. They sought him out for a specific job. And that job, to me, looked like destroy everything that he came in yeah. contact with. Because that's basically <laughs> what he did. Just, they wanted him to go in. And he was the muscle. He went in and took care of everything. Even the... Uh, even though they had the uh, what? What did uh, Tony? What did you call the Devorian, the devil? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that one. Who basically you think what would be the strongest? But no, I think Mando still showed his uh, showed what kind of warrior he was. Good episode, I liked it. Really, really cool, really cool. Tony, what do you think about this episode? First thoughts. Um, this one to me seemed the most video game like. It was the most, it was the episode that seemed to be like on its own more than all the other ones, which is not a bad thing. But, you know, basically this one was a little bit different, the least Yoda centric out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, still there, but, you know, not as much. What I enjoyed is all the different Star Wars characters coming into play. Yeah. Like, you know, the the devil guy, it's, he's called a Devorian, and then the Twi'lek uh, characters in there. So that was interesting, and bringing those in from other areas of Star Wars, and now all of a sudden they're there. So that was the coolest part about the episode for me. And and, and I agree that seeing some of that sort of bio alien biodiversity is something that's really really nifty. Uh, something that you know, uh, I definitely think you you miss out on maybe in uh, when things are too painted. So when you don't get the real in universe, like the real creatures, the real dude in the rubber suit, for lack of a better word, right? Uh, that's what uh, what I like. Um, so very very cool. So this this episode to kind of break it down a little bit is, um, like we said, a standalone sort of episode. It's an episode that isn't tied directly into the bounty hunter plot. In fact, it doesn't at first blush look like there's any sort of attachment to the rest of the plot of the series. Right. Uh, right. I like that because you know. I do a podcast about this show. I'd like it to have legs. <laughs> and for me, when I can see that, uh, when I can see that they're going to be able to do, they could do a hundred of these with just different dudes, like a different dude from Son of Anarchy, <laughs> and a uh, different, yeah, yeah, and a yeah, different yeah. actor that from was, Game it of was Thrones. Nice, nice. Mark Mark um, Boone Jr. <laughs> yeah, Mark Boone Jr. Who always who has this, such a distinctive look. He's got that motorcycle yeah. tough guy. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Does such a great job with it. Uh, what did you guys think about the guest stars? Did you did any of them stand out to any of you guys? Um, Mark Boone Jr. did, and of course Bill Burr. Over anything he's in, you know, is, is going to be a standout. I love his little comment about um the Gungans. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and then and then he had the, did the accent. So I, I, really quick because I mean I'm not as deep in the lore as you guys were, but I knew the reference. You know, so I went and um, 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 looked up, you know, wi- you know, Wiki did and everything. Of course, you know, the Jar Jar Binks, um, you know, reference and everything was right there. And I love the way he did the accent. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely very funny. Tony, what was your favorite thing that a guest star did this week? Um, Just, you know, I liked like all the characters. Like I said, I was just really into the fact of all the different aliens coming into play. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of the old Nintendo games. Like I, I just okay. thought. I was in the midst of a video game. That was the right. biggest one of like, there's a plot, you know, we got to go in. We're stuck now. We got to get out and this and that. And then I really remember there was an old video game. I can't remember which one it is now that had a Twilight character. And I didn't know that a lot of them were very good with like darts or kind of like uh, throwing, you know, uh, throwing stars. 
kind of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I remember there was an old video game that had that in there. So it's kind of neat where they're going back to the legends and bringing out all these little tidbits that actually, you know, makes the episode that much better because they're bringing it in. So that was the coolest part. It's not even just like one character. I just got into all the characters in this episode. How about you, Ken? What was your favorite thing you saw from one of the guest stars? Well, uh, the, the, the one that I liked the most, the, the droid that was ah. on the ship, the engineer, yeah. the uh, pilot, uh, reminded me of sort of a cross between Forlom and Zuckus from uh, Empire. Okay. Kind of a droid, okay. humanoid type of character. Yeah. Uh, really dug that character. Also, if a special guest star could be a spaceship, the X-Wings at the end. <laughs> yes, yes. It was it was yeah. nice seeing those. Really nice. Really nice. <laughs> God damn. How cool was that? Because that was these awesome. pilots just like, uh, we're getting a, uh, a, a signal from there. Yeah, let's go destroy it. And they just yeah. blew that ship up for really no apparent reason other than there was a tracking beacon coming right. from they're, it. So. They're launching a gunship. Why haven't you destroyed it already? I don't I don't get it. You're yeah, let's just let's do this and go home. Okay, very good. You know, so I like the um, I like their uh, engineer pilot uh, droid and I like the X-Wing fighters. Uh, I am a guy who has read a lot of the EU stuff. We talk about that a lot. And for me, there's a certain slice of that that hasn't come out on the screen a lot. It's come out in video games, but not on the screen. And that is the Wraith Squadron slash Rogue Squadron sort of of X-Wing work. And this sort of episode where there's a raid on a prison and there's Mm -hmm. an escape... And then there's, you know, um, a chase down. It, it could basically be a race squadron plot right there. Just boom. They, it could, they could just do this. Except, uh, you know, the the motorcycle dude would be working for race squadron. <laughs> that would be the yeah. end of it, right? Like, so so for me, that was really gratifying to see that, too. Definitely love that there were X-Wings uh, getting in the mix. Uh, like we talked before, anytime you get a little space action in a Star Wars, you know that you're seeing a little bit of the money. And that's what you want to see from Star Wars, I think, um, for sure. I like it when they put the money on the screen. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that money was definitely there. I mean, the def- I mean, the, the way the series just looks, it, it looks like it should be in the movies. And that, I mean, you got to really appreciate, you know, just the fact of the matter that the, Disney is putting the money into the series and you know making it as good as they are. Yeah, you know, and and that's something that uh, we talk. I mean, I think sometimes about the efficacies and and the pros and cons of the the media mergers that we see. And it's nice that when there are good things about those sorts of uh, deals that we get to experience them. Uh, so having everything yeah. in one place is awesome. And, you know, until there's like a like a, a critical mass of money, right? You have to get enough money in there so there's a chain reaction and everything can pop out. Uh, things languish. So it's really great to see Disney kind of uh, there to scoop everything up and get everything ready for us. Is that something like? It's a different. It's it's a difference between owning a license and just doing whatever versus actually owning the actual property and taking care of it and stuff. You know, so Disney is you know owns their property, so they're taking care of it. Versus a uh, um a Fox when they were you know not um, on their own and everything taking care of X Men. You know, for instance, <laughs> that was just a nightmare waiting and everything. But um, one thing I do want to question about this particular episode and maybe even look of like Star Wars period. So um, is it me or am I noticing that the way characters 
like like say the the New Republic soldier. Um, they're the the colors are bland, uh, you know, or just straight, you know, um, straightforward. Um, is that because of the 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 time and place that it took place in, like the um the seventy, well not the seventies, but the um the you know the eighties? So they're keeping a look of how Star Wars looked back then, but making it more contemporary now with like you know the special effects. But they're still keeping the look of like you know maybe stormtroopers, New Republic soldiers. You know he made a comment, Bill Burr made a comment about his um shoe, you know um the way his shoes look. Um, I, is, is that just me or is, is, is that just, and the, um, the, the device that he, it wasn't like a really, it, it wasn't really like, you know, uh, technologically, you know, technologically advanced yeah. or anything like that. It was just a couple buttons, you know, yeah. is, is that just me or am I overthinking it? I, I don't think you're overthinking it. I <laughs> think that there is absolutely something to the clunkiness and the sort of, uh, it's like, this is a tracker. Well, how does it work? It works. Well, how, how does it show that it was working on the screen? It's working. Well, how, you know what I mean? And, and that's kind of how they did it because they didn't want to spend the money to do a display that would end up looking crappy anyway, in retrospect. Uh, the prequel trilogy, from an art direction standpoint, and I think to your point, is not like, like that. Everything is sleek and 3D and all the interfaces look really nice and modern and like they would be impressive to someone living in our time or, or 20 years ago if they just showed up. So there is a deliberate sort of a crapanization <laughs> of yeah. the technology, yeah. right? Yeah. Everything's a yeah. little yeah. crappier. So, <laughs> so are, are you saying George Lucas, um, you know, because he didn't have the technology when he created, you know, um, the initial series and everything, when he did his updates, you know, he updated them to a point where, you know, um, he just wanted to feel better about the product and people who are doing his stuff now are going back to what he originally did when he created like the product is that is that is that okay that's i mean funny. that's pretty much it i don't you know i don't i don't even need to reset it sam that's a, that's exactly the point so you you, you mm. i feel like we got that one <laughs> but hey, what, a, what, what, what do you think about that tone well i just think that that's it is it's meant to fit right in remember this is a couple of years after rotj mm -hmm. so they wanted to make it look like everything would right after that so they don't want to make it all sleek. You know, it is kind of like crapped out a little bit, but it looks the way it should mm, right. from that time. And then even from the storyline, remember, the New Republic is there, but they're just formed. They're just completely tattered. It's not those big sleek, you know, like New Order like we have in the new movies. They're just getting a new government going. You know, everything is killed, kind of like thrown around all over the place. So, so, so is I that like the attention to detail. That's what's that incredible. That that's really good because you made a right point. Is that the reason why we had that soldier not as confident, not as mm -hmm. like you know, not as inspired as he was, you know, when they come, you know, infiltrate? So um, yeah, I mean that that was real. Yeah, like you said, really good attention to detail. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool, Ken. What do you what have you what do you think about that idea? The idea that there's a, like a um, there, there, the aesthetics like a there's like a brokenness to the aesthetic. Well, yeah, I I agree. If if uh you go back to back to the seventies and you read about how they were doing the set design and in that aspect of everything. When George came to them with these stories, he wanted everything to look and feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. He wanted it to be the rebels fighting. They were constantly fighting and running. So they were tired. They were beaten down. They didn't have a lot of technology that worked or that was new. 
they sat scavenge they uh they, they scavenged stuff from battles so they threw stuff together so maybe stuff worked maybe it didn't mm. their clothing the way they he dressed them they were always hiding somewhere so i think it's sort of a uh, almost a camo, like this hat. Mm-hmm. Thing. <laughs> For those of you who are listening only, it's a Mandalorian logo on a camouflage hat. <laughs> so it's very hard to see me right now. Sorry, all the light on in my house. I just, I just meant for the people listening on the podcast apps, man. Like I wasn't, I wasn't ripping on the light or anything. Oh, uh, no offense. No offense intended. <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably they'll, they'll probably they'll, they'll probably you know in the comments where can i get that yeah. hat you know <laughs> throw a shopping oh, so I should, i'll put the, the HTML links, below. Yeah. <laughs> links are going to be in the comments or in the um, show notes guys <laughs> hot topic or ask santa that's what i did <laughs> so so right the soldiers all had like how did our how was our boy dressed he's a prison guard mm-hmm. right so yeah. blue right that's what you'd expect a prison guard to wear just right. is he technically a warden though because he's the only dude on the whole ship he's the only humanoid on the ship so yeah i'd call him a warden hmm. uh, interesting but his helmet didn't fit real well and he was a little bit maybe he just wasn't the brightest bulb in the box but he had a gig he was supporting his family so i mean i i think they were very intentional about the way they did it and yes i do feel like they're going back to the way Lucas originally breathed life into this universe. Just yeah. very basic. The Empire, big, industrial, lots of money, lots of funding, a lot of backing. The Rebels. And remember, too, five years after Return of the Jedi, these guys were done. They were spent. They just spent decades fighting this huge army, and it's finally over. So they're all like a little bit... They want to relax. out <laughs> a little a real return to normalcy in the politics of uh, of the uh, galaxy far, far away. Uh, we're a Warren G. Harding sort of esque uh, return to normalcy after the chaos of allowing a Sith Lord to run everything. You should not do that. It's they are ever they are bad news for sure. Uh, there is some talk, a little bit of talk here about uh, the past of Mando and. It's interesting because I have almost felt that Mando is younger because he doesn't have his sigil yet and he's he's getting new armor together. But they've been they've been running games together for a long time. Uh what did you guys think about the development of how they developed that character this week? Hmm. Interesting. Um I just thought that, though, like you said, what I was saying, like, this seemed to be an episode the most unto itself of all the six that have been around. But it just develops, of, you know, all of his skills more than anything. Of, like, you know, we never really saw, okay, well, now I'm working with other people. Now I'm getting betrayed. Now I'm trapped. But how am I going to get out of, like, an imperial, you know, prison? And this or that. Um so, like I said, just like th- that was the big thing that got me is like I just really thought, well, I'm in a video game, which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But you know that that's the big thing that I got out of this episode more than anything else, and more of developing. It's just more of like what can he do in different situations of 
So Saul we've been seeing like, okay, well, I got to save the child. I got to save the child. I got to save the child. And this was a little bit different of, you know, interacting with, you know, other people right. trying to get, you know, this prisoner out and how we're going to do it and what's going to happen whenever I get screwed over right in the middle and how I'm going to get out of everything. <laughs> so it was like a little bit of a more development of the character about what he can do in other situations is what I got out of it. Yeah, Mandel was a—he was real stealthy there. I like the—I like the one scene where the Bill Burr guy, you know, he was creeping up on the Bill Burr guy, and then the camp, the um, the the light kept flashing, and it was like, um, you know, you got Mando back there in one shot, and then he disappears. Then as he gets closer, he appears, and then right as soon as he gets up on him, he's like the camera spins around, and he's right, right, right behind him, and we don't see exactly what he does to him. But um, I mean, you know, the, we we never really seen that out of Mando so far, and just like with the action sequences, you know, that he went through with the droids and the um, um, who else was he fighting? Um, ah, I can't even think of who else was he fighting this episode. He fought the Devorian. He fought. Yeah, the Devorian. Twi'lek, yeah, yeah. He yeah. fought. Yeah. Mayfield yeah. and he fought uh, all the droids. He was not kind to the droids, although he was kind Every- to everybody else. So 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 up to this point, we have not seen really Mando be as animated and as action oriented, other than you know last episode with um you know the Gina Carraro character and everything. Um, we have not really seen Mando be as action oriented as he is this episode. That's true. It's definitely something you know the the kinetics of him just putting a beating on those robots was so interesting, and the way that he just has no regard for droid life in any form. He just—he's just willing to dispose of them at the drop of a hat uh, for the transgression. And as Tony pointed out, yes, uh, a super battle droid did sort of murder his parents in front of him. So I, I mean, I'm a—I'm feel like yeah, we can give him a little bit of leeway. Uh, using that—I was thinking about this just now. Using that as a timestamp is the droid, the the Clone Wars, right? So that is a scene from the Clone Wars. So that means that happened, what, 20, 23, between 20, 20 and 23 years before the action here. And he's like seven there. So he's around 30-ish. I'm proud of myself for working that out. There you go. All right. Good, Good job, job. Man. Good Yay. I can subtract. All right. So <laughs> so let's, uh, let's talk about the real protagonist of the series for a second, even though he didn't do that much this week. And let's talk about the child, baby, baby Yoda, uh, baby, baby, why baby Yoda, the child, the kid, that's who drives the clicks. So we're going to talk about him for sure here. Cause that's what puts the butts in the seats oh, yeah. and the money he, rings he, in the coffers. Yeah. He, he peeked around the corner a bunch of times, you know, around the, you know, I was like, <laughs> my, um, my daughter was watching with me. She was like, baby Yoda. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Tony wouldn't like that, but, um, but yeah, he was just creeping around a corner. I love the way he does come in the scenes, though. Um, or if it's a she, I I, I can't. Okay, the, I love the way the child comes into the scenes because they just put him right there, and you just can't help but react in a way where you know he has his, he's wide eyed, you know, um, and it's just staring, you know, staring down the the droid, you know, and um, the droid is figuring out like, what the hell is going on here, you know. <laughs> Why are you right there? And then all of a sudden he turns back around and then he's not there. You know, um, he's about to destroy him. So, yeah, I thought I thought I thought the um, the, the 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 child scenes were pretty decent. I like more than anything of um, 
what we can find out about the child without anything being said. Because, you know, he's running away from the droid. I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. Something's going on. I uh, got to get this guy. And at the very, very end where he's trying to use a force, okay, he found me. Uh-oh. Yeah. Let's use a force. And then actually it's Mando that gets him. And then yeah. he looks at his hand like, did I do that? You know, <laughs> kind of that he's not completely, you know, sure of his power. So that's what I got out of it is like, you know, obviously, you know, 50 is apparently a baby in mm-hmm. Yoda species or whatever. <laughs> but he definitely shows that he's not completely sure what he's doing with the force yet. So that's what I got out. That's what I liked about that scene. That's but, but he knows he can do it to defend himself because mm-hmm. seen him do that in the second episode, yep. you know. Um, with the big rhino character or, you know, rhino animal or what have you. So he knows that it can be done. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love I love how there's just, like, like a Harry Potter, like, little spot under the stairs for the, the child where he just sort of stashed away behind the, um, like, behind the weapons locker. And if you accidentally press the wrong button, it might pop out. And uh, I just thought that was hilarious and cute. Uh, also very funny how everyone was just like, okay, the child is here. It is now the center of attention until something else happens. This is <laughs> us, us as well. Characters in the show. This is the child show. Uh, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, as soon as the crew like discovers a child and everything, yeah. everything's automatically diverted to the child, you know, and then they, they do something weird. I thought during the episode, um, after, you know, the, the attack was about to happen. Um, um, what was her name? Um, her and the guy sort of was whispering in the back, and we didn't really hear what they were whispering about. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was a little odd that they were um, just whispering something. We know it was like some sort of conspiracy or something that they were, you know, um, conspiring against Mando for something. Um, but I, I just thought it was weird that we didn't hear exactly what they were talking about. Uh, the plot to, to leave Mando behind in prison. I think is probably what they are talking about there. And yeah. the that was that was such an interesting twist. How he just kinda got ahead of himself and let himself get kicked into the cell. Uh definitely something that added a lot of a lot of drama. I wasn't expecting to the whole a whole deal. Yeah. Uh yeah. very, very, very cool. Um didn't last long though. Decent way he 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 escaped a really decent way though. Yeah. <laughs> and a super interesting yeah. escape. I mean, you know, he's definitely not gonna have to Andy Dufresne it, that's for sure. Uh, he definitely had more at his disposal than a rock axe in time. Nice, nice reference. Thank you. Good job. Time, <laughs> Mando crawled through unbelievable filth to get out of that penal train. <laughs> it was the most filthiest word you could imagine, a penal train. Uh, and he had to say it several times on the episode. <laughs> don't, don't say it several times. No, Please no, don't no. Do they'll come and give us a... We're going to get a PG-13 rating no. on the Oh, we save the blue shows the Watchmen show, guys. That's the one we're gonna rip out a, an MF if you want on that one. Uh, this one we try to keep good for the kids. Uh, that's that's about it. And you know we're gonna be back Sunday night, ten o'clock live on this yes. channel. We will be talking yes. about Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. The Brandis special for you guys. Yes. Special, special, special for you. We're gonna be here Sunday night. At the old, uh, at about because we know that you guys are going to be talking about us mm-hmm. if we do another episode and not talk about Rise of the Skywalker. How are they going to do that? So yeah. that's why we're bringing this to you live. And uh, then after that, we're going to be doing uh, sometime next week. It's going to be messed up from the holidays, so keep your eyes peeled for our review of uh, Chapter Six, which will uh, Chapter Seven, and then subsequently Chapter Eight. 
Uh, so keep your eyes peeled there. Um, Let's get let's give a, I guess a little tease on um like what do what are you guys thinking about Rise of the Skywalker any expectations or you know hopes that you may have um about you know the um the movie yeah so the only thing that I've seen is that you know just from the title kind of makes you think okay well everything's gonna come together everything's gonna be the way we thought it was gonna go in the last chapter but I've been hearing be surprised. It's not yep. going to end up the way you Ooh. think. I'm in here, and it's a lot of shockers again. Awesome. So yep. that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. That's great. How about you, Ken? What are you looking forward to on uh, episode nine? Oh. I'm looking forward to seeing the film. I'm not looking forward to seeing everybody die. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a road one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> been a part of my life. This story has been a part of my life for all my life. So now this is really it. This is the end. It's just, it's over. And the one line from the, the, the one trailer where they're like, 3PO, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm looking at my friends for the, could be the last time. I mean, what the hell is going on there? That is the end. Uh, but that, but that could, it's 3PO. It could be literally anything. He'd say that. Oh, it like, well, it's time for or, lunch. Oh, I might be looking at my friends for the last time. It's definitely, you know, I mean, if you go by trailers and stuff, it's 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 a it's an emotion mm-hmm. to the, you know, the music to, you know, this is the end. This is, you know, um, the end of this, you know, particular arc and everything. So um, it might be some um, emotions that can be that can be shared between characters. We'll see. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like with Ken. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to everyone dying. You know, but it may be some casualties that we don't expect. So, like Tony said, you know, it's going to be some surprises in there. So, <laughs> and they already killed Han Solo. What's next? Uh, I mean, we know what's next because we know at least one character is probably going to get a, a, an appropriate on-screen farewell that, that she deserves. And I hope, you know, that's one thing I hope to see is for them to handle uh, Carrie Fisher appropriately. I think that she deserves that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I'm hoping that we see that. Uh, I do want to know who Ray's parents are just because they teased it so much that I hope they have a good answer or else they've been wasting everyone's time. So, you know, I don't have a lot of like, I'm not the type of guy and you guys know that for talking to me about all this stuff for so long where I need like, it needs to be a certain way or else I'm going to be very angry. But yeah. if you don't, at least, even if it is the payoff that they are nobody, you I, come on, come on. We're at the point now where, you know, after Empire Strikes Back, you still had to show us the receipts that uh darth vader was luke's father so i want receipts i want to know if they are nobody that they're nobody and if they're not nobody i want to know who they are and why it matters because i'm thinking it's gonna be there she had too many flashback scenes it's yeah. all gonna come together I yeah yeah as, as yeah. long as you know as long as we get to see some porgs and you know we don't get to see mm-hmm. as long as chewie doesn't mm-hmm. eat anything that has sentience i think i'll be I'll be pretty pretty satisfied. Yeah, it couldn't be worse than the child's diet. The child's diet is horrible. Oh, Just wow. bones. So nothing but bones. You need nothing but bones. You're not going to grow up strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for some good lightsaber fights. It looks like we're going to see some good stuff with that. You know, Ray, I'm always down to see Ray, you know, slice and dice and, um, yeah, and Kylo Ren. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, like, a spectacle. Star Wars always delivers a spectacle. If you give me a sensible plot, a good resolution and one scene that's at least as good as the uh, Laura Dern 
ram at hyper the hyperspace ramming and uh throne room scene all smashed in together if you give me something like that and you give me a good resolution of the story i'm going to be a happy camper at the end of the day yeah i'm thinking something's gonna blow up pretty big yay <laughs> we're gonna get to see it i'm gonna see it uh, i already got my tickets 11 30 on friday uh you know I-, I like seeing star wars movies late late it reminds me of when i was like a teenager and i'd see episode two or episode three late episode two i saw I was in a play and I had like all this old age makeup on. I had like silver hair and stuff and I just went straight to it and stood in line. So, uh, you know, I gotta love the midnight premieres, even if it is Friday anyway, cause I'm also not a teenager. I uh, can't be doing stuff like that during the week before we go. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do some quick final thoughts. We'll start off with Tony. Tony, any final thoughts? Um, I mean, going back to what this podcast is about, yes. um, Good episode. Again, I think it's the most unto-itself episode of them all. I love the attention to detail because I read up on the Devorian, the devilish character. The males are extremely aggressive, so they did their homework and actually showed it that way. Again, the Twi'lek um, have this, you know, ability of, like, you know, knife throwing, and that was shown in there from, like, an old video game. So the fact that they did their homework, that's, you know, just they're really paying attention to this series, so... It was a cool Awesome, episode. awesome. Ken, final thoughts? Uh, X-Wing fighters. Yeah. Awesome. Do, awesome. Doing their business. Mm. Uh, awesome. And the relationship between the child and Mando. Getting pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Again, at the end, he gave him the, the, the shifter knob off his, off his ship yeah. to play with. You know, he put it in gear. They took off. He unscrewed it and gave it to him. Real matter of fact, you know... And he doesn't even have to speak. We know he's enjoying the, you know, he's enjoying having the child there. So I think that relationship is going to continue growing. I like, I'm, I, I like seeing that, I like seeing that, uh, that sort of bond between them. Awesome. Awesome. Sam, any, uh, final Sam, any final thoughts? Great special guest stars this week. Mark Boone Jr. You know, we seen, we know him from Sons of Anarchy. So it was great to see him working you know, doing his thing, as we alluded to earlier, Bill Burr, you know, from Breaking Bad and, you know, his various stuff. So, you know, he's a comedian doing his thing. Makes for a very, you know, um, comedic, you know, or it brings it, it evens the tone out, you know, with the episode. Um, you got Natalia Tina. She was OSHA on Game of Thrones, guys. So, you know, we remember, we, we remember her as, um, um, you know, OSHA on Game of Thrones and stuff, um, going with Brandon and um, Brand. I'm calling him Brandon. <laughs> well, you know, with Brandon and everything. Um, and then we got Clancy Brown as Bird, you know, the um Devorian that, you know, um that um Tony was talking about. And he does like a lot of voice work. Uh, you know, you guys may know him as like Lex Luthor mm. from like um Superman and Justice League the animated series and everything. So it was really good, you know, really good guest star work there. Awesome. And you know, for me, uh this is an excellent episode. You like seeing uh, the Great Train Robbery is such a trope of Westerns, and I know that's where they're going with this show. So for me, always excellent to see. Uh, the stunt casting they're doing works because they're not calling attention to it. It's just the character. It's the part, if you want to do it and you're more famous than the average bear, great. But at the same time, we're not going to sell the whole integrity of the show out and call attention to it and lampshade all the stuff that you do. Um, although, I'm very glad that they let Bill Burr be funny because he was very funny. And... <laughs> You you can't you can't let Bill Burr not be no. Bill Burr, you know. So he 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 plays pretty much the same type of character 
in almost anything he plays in because that's just him. Mouth you got to put up with, right? That's the Bill Burr. The Bill yep, special. So, much. so excellent episode, excellent episode, and you know a lot of a lot of places they can go. I'm um, I'm interested to see how much they plan to have this tentpole movie show up between the penultimate episode and the finale. Um, from yeah. a standpoint of structure, and as people that talk about storytelling, Ooh. I'm interested to see how that's going to impact what they do. Will we see anything? The effects of something that happens in episode seven. Uh, in epi- in Star Wars Episode Nine, I should be calling this chapters, right? Chapter Seven and Episode Nine. Um, you know that that's what I'm excited to see the ramifications of this of this miniseries and how they're displayed. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about more about that and wrap up because I got some words about that. So that's a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So uh, one last plug: Friday night, Friday, 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 the twenty second, ten p.m. Live on this channel, we'll be talking about uh, our thoughts on Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So park it here. And to see that, you're going to have to subscribe. So subscribe, or else you're going to miss out on our awesome feedback. And that'll make you less cool than everybody else that watches. So you can't have that happen. Wait, hold on. Are we doing it Friday or Sunday? What are we, oh, Sunday. What are we doing? Did I say Sunday? <laughs> you said Friday. Well, we're seeing the movie on Friday. <laughs> I'm we're seeing the movie on Friday. Friday but we're, the podcast we're, is Sunday night at 10. We're actually going to do the podcast live from a theater. <laughs> I'm going to do it before I see it. I'm going to be making a lot. I'm going to be writing a lot of checks on my mouth. Paying before I see the movie. Oh, right. live from the theater. Hey, parents, 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 don't start, Ken. We might have to do that. Yeah. True. So Sunday at ten. Sunday at ten. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday night at ten. Sunday, live. Sunday, Sunday, live at ten p.m. All right. Uh, so without further ado. Uh, This is Carbonite Bounty BS, the Mandalorian podcast, and uh, this is the way. We'll see you later. With that. Carbonite Bounty BS is a production of Nerdcyclopedia Transcontinental Podcasts. Nerdcyclopedia.